Hey everyone, it's the Why Watch That producer, and uh, it's been a little crazy the last couple of days, and we here at Why Watch That felt like it was important for us to uh, use our platform to uh, kind of address what's happening right now, and um, we're going to deviate from our normal conversation where we talk about what to watch for entertainment and explore the concept of what to watch for education. So we present to you Black Ed, a crash course in living while black through movies and TV shows. Hey listeners, uh, this is the ref and critic coming at you during this um, this um, just extraordinary time that we're experiencing, not just here in America, but all over the world, but specifically surrounding the horrific murder of Mr. Floyd. And um, we wanted to do a special segment regarding this because we at Why Watch That, it's no secret that the two of us are African-Americans and both of us, uh, I won't directly speak for the critic, but both of us have spent the majority of our lives in this sort of duality um, of America. And that is, you know, white America and then the other part. So it would be strange to Mm. not talk about it because the name of our show is why watch that. And um, as you all know, not only do we want to share with you guys some of the reasons why you should watch something or not, or maybe link another TV show or movie to help see if this is something worth your time, but also it's called Why Watch That. And so one of the things that we can offer uh, to you all is just some resources. If you don't know, which if it'd be amazing if you got away with not knowing, Hollywood, along with the music industry, did what was called a Blackout Tuesday. And most of the Hollywood institutions, the major studios and things of that nature, along with, uh, like I said, the music industry, decided to take a pause from their daily content. And some of them chose to literally put a black square um, in their social media. I don't know why I'm explaining this, but I feel like there's a couple people under the rock. Um, and then others decided to make a statement saying that they're standing with Black Lives Matter or, or the like for standing with diversity. I mean, it just depends mm-hmm. on which entity you researched. And some uh, TV networks like blacked it out for the length of time. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he couldn't breathe. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's Mr. Floyd, George Floyd. Yes. Um, I applaud that. Um for personal reasons and professional reasons along with reasons as being um, a person who enjoys Hollywood's content and hopes to shape and change it. Um, That's kind of not enough in my opinion. I think it's a start. Um, A lot of non-African Americans right now, specifically white people are looking for content to help educate themselves and I don't know about you critic but I've gotten so many phone calls (laughs) and well no you know what let me lie let me not lie 
I didn't get a lot of phone calls. I got a lot of texts and DMs and this and that. Like, what can I do? What can I do? And some of these people, they may not pick up a nonfiction book and thumb through that. Even though some will do it with climate change or with their favorite team or whatever. Maybe not so with this. And so I'm being asked all the time, what can I do? What are the resources? What do we have? And I was like, guys we have to at least offer this resource to those of you who are searching, not only for just white people who want to better understand the black Hollywood message, we'll say, Mm -hmm. um, but also those of us who have sort of like, I don't want to watch that. You know, some of us who are black and be like, ugh, I can't, who can watch the whole series of Roots or all of that? Well, maybe, Ah. no, seriously. I (laughs) can't. (laughs) but some people like um some people to this day they will not watch um 12 years of slave yeah because it's painful Mm -hmm. and sometimes it to your own personal you know preferences but sometimes it's good to watch it to remind ourselves why we're seeing the manifestation that we're seeing and i'm talking about the protesting Mm -hmm. not talking about anything I'll we could talk about that at some other time, but the protesting and some of the passion behind the protesting. Um, and then we can see also why there's looting and rioting among those who are not black and see how that is thwarting the efforts that's being made. Some of these movies, you know, kind of digs into the fictional psyche of that. So, yeah, I thought I was really going to go off, but I'm not. So that was good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Critic, you're in New York. I don't think it's been hidden from our listeners. What's the climate out there like? How are you doing? And, you know, I know you've got some suggestions for our folks to pay attention a little bit and wake up and maybe this show or doc or TV show could help. We'll just go back and forth, but. Yeah, I'll like I'll give you the mic. Boom. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we have a curfew now from eight p.m. to five a.m. every day until five a.m. Monday, mm-hmm. as of taping. And uh, you know, where I live is calm. Yeah. Uh, but if you go south, you know that's where the protesting is, and good for them. So you know that is your right. Um, I think I won't say anything else before they come. <laughs> no, I heard the turn up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, now, uh, why don't you start it off, Ref? Um, I think I will. Yeah. Um, here's the deal. What we're going to talk about, some of these movies, we're not going to give all the plot points and go through all that. There's no need. This will be available on our social media as well as our website. Um, these are movies that you can watch right now. Some of them you can watch with your children. I don't think we need to... I mean, maybe we'll mention whether or not it's a family thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of these, you just need to watch non-black folks. Watch it. And it's not because they're great cinema (laughs) or necessarily great, you know, oh, this is the best movie ever. There are flaws, of course, because it's someone's vision. And of course, we're going to find flaws with... Somebody's going to find flaws. But the heart behind it and the subject matter and the things that it deals with, these things deal with, 
is what we're seeing being acted out now. It's the straw has been broken and it, we need to figure out what well, we don't. Some folks need to figure out why and mm-hmm. fix it. Mm. So we're going to start off with probably one of the most famous um, civil rights leaders of history. Um, and of course, we're talking about Martin Luther King Jr. In the movie Selma that was directed by Ava DuVernay. And it stars David Oyelowo playing Martin Luther King along with a ton of other, I mean, Oprah shows up. You guys know this. If you don't know Selma, shame. But some of y'all haven't seen it. Now you, it's kind of like Moonlight. Remember, like everybody's mm. like, oh yeah, that's brilliant. Y'all didn't watch it. You didn't watch Queen of Katwe. Like y'all did not watch it. But yeah. we recommend Selma. Now remember, this isn't a biopic of Martin Luther King. We just want to let you know, this is a family film, I think, in my opinion. Um, you can have maybe not children that are five. I don't know if they'll sit through that, but certainly, you know, if a child can sit through some sort of non-cartoon, I think Selma is appropriate. There is some strong images, but I recommend Selma. And this is about the march in Selma specifically. Mm-hmm. And not about Martin Luther King's entire life. Uh, there's another, we'll just mention it by honor, but you can watch um, Boycott, that's um, HBO yeah. put out, and that stars Jeffrey Wright playing MLK, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, are many other you know, examples of Martin Luther yeah. King, but Selma specifically is about the strategy of protesting, which I think is so relevant right yeah. now. And in both Selma and Boycott, Carmody Jogo plays Coretta Scott King. Which, come on now. <laughs> yeah, come on. Now, also, I do want to say, if, just to throw in some reading material, Taylor Branch wrote a three-part series on Martin Luther King Jr. and the whole movement around him. So if you want to know that history, it's excellent. Nice. Excellent. Um, also, speaking of Roots, you can read Roots. You can read it. It's a great book. Yeah, now, it is, actually. Alex Haley, like, come on. Now, also, on our list, you know, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to go right here because I'm. this is my spirit right now. House Party. House Party. Oh, my gosh. Now I know okay. some people are going, what in the heck are you talking about? That's right. Well, Just listen. First of all, you can't have a whole list of things where you're going from movie to movie and the movie, I mean, and, and being depressed. We've got to balance this. So in House Party, yeah, it's a comedy. Yes, it's Kid in Play. Yes, it's Robin Harris. Yes, it's the 80s or 90s, whatever. Yes, uh uh-huh. And we have Luther Vandross playing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, Robin Harris, on his way to this party to get his son, who does he encounter? Uh Uh-huh. Officers Boyd and Boynarski. So just watch that. And this is another way of seeing these relevant issues, but it's in a different light. So yes, you can laugh a bit. Why not? Why not? But it still has that sting to it. And it's a wonderful movie. Excellent. That was excellent. The next thing that I want to talk about is the, I don't want to say foil to Selma, but certainly another aspect of the civil rights movement. And we have to talk about Spike Lee's Malcolm X. 
which is now this is my opinion i think the critic may disagree but it's my favorite spike lee movie Mm -hmm. and it stars denzel washington of course playing malcolm x now this is a biopic so it's not just one incident but you see the complete evolution of malcolm x and it isn't it doesn't vilify him which you know in the past malcolm x in my opinion in hollywood has been vilified let alone you know in real life but it it legitimately gives you a story arc of how malcolm came to believe what he believed and not only what he believed and fought for but also what he died for because those philosophies started to widen interestingly it, 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 it was almost like king and x malcolm sort of well not sort of they started to switch a little bit mm-hmm. in their philosophies on how to fight for freedom now some of you may think oh i'd rather stick with selma i don't really want to go to malcolm x oh you better because what you're seeing is some of the you'll see it on the posts of people quoting malcolm x you know Mm-hmm. You got your foot is on my neck. He said that, and um, you're also seeing some of the what the government would say some of the tactics of Malcolm X being expressed now. I don't know about that, but I will say the two ways of protesting and ways of fighting um, racial discrimination is important to understand um, for the African American experience and may I say, the American experience. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, just the ending with Ozzie Davis. Anyway. Moving on to Lean On Me. Now look, we've talked about this ref ad nauseum, Lean On Me. I was going to say that exact word. If you haven't seen it, (laughs) Morgan Freeman as the principal of a New Jersey high school, yes, it's based on a true story, Joe Clark, Bullhorn and all, Bat Man and Mrs. Barrett. <laughs> and the wonderful vice principal played by Beverly Todd, who says, uh, I ain't gotta take your you know what no more. Mm-hmm. Now this shows you the struggle of trying to educate the children mm-hmm. in an inner city environment, which I grew up in. So you know, it's good to see because it's not all doom and gloom. Do you get that? Yes, but you also get the bright spots. And at the very end, we see what happens to Mrs. Barrett and the mayor and everybody else. So this is not just people in school and faculty and principals trying to shape young people's lives appropriately, but the young people themselves do take to the streets at the end. And you'll see what comes of that. Mm-hmm. Now I have to talk about a movie directly reflecting police brutality. And I'm going to talk about Crash. Now I know some of you are rolling your eyes and going, ugh. That's not entirely about... Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> Matt, um, this is Crash. This was a... Um, it won the Oscar... Uh, for Best Picture, which was a shock and surprise to everybody. I think everybody thought Brokeback Mountain was going to get it that year, but it was definitely I saw this. Sh- I've, saw, I've, told, I've talked to you guys about this. saw this my first year living in New York, in Times Square, packed theater, sat next to a very large 
an in charge kind of man who had tats and stuff. And I was just like, oh, okay. Cried like a baby, that guy did. And I loved it because I was crying too. Everybody in the theater was crying. And there's a special moment where this little girl, I'm not going to say what happens, but it, there's a moment where you think, oh my gosh. And then, it, you know, you'll have to find out what happens. But specifically, I'm talking about Thandie Newton and Terrence Howard and Matt Dillon's scene. Where Terrence Howard, a black man, Thandie Newton, his black wife, are enjoying themselves in the car ride home. And they are pulled over by a cop, Matt Dillon. And you will not believe, you know, what is endured in that moment. And you'll be surprised Terrence Howard's reaction. You will. And I think Thandie Newton was as well. But then by the time you get to the end, the tables turn. Uh, there's an opening scene with Sandra Bullock and uh, Ludacris. <laughs> and it's just a very interesting movie about race. Does it get it all right? I don't, I don't think so. Not necessarily. But it got it gets a lot of it right. And we don't want to go off topic here with specifically the African-American experience. But we will say that it does extend to beyond that. And it deals with the Hispanic community as well as the um, uh, Middle Eastern community as well. So I, I recommend Crash. I think it's a no-brainer. I don't think children should watch it yet. No. I would, the earliest I would go would be, you know, 14, and then, then you're going to get the language, you're going to get some very explicit violence. Um, I would really not recommend this as a family quite yet, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, another th- one that you may not want to watch with the kids, but you want to watch is Django Unchained. Oh my gosh. Now this is retribution. <laughs> but it's from the lens of Tarantino, and we have Jamie Foxx, and we have Leo DiCaprio. We have all kinds of people, okay, showing up here. And I mean, you've seen this, but if you haven't seen this, come on. Now this is another movie that'll help you with catharsis. That's what it'll do. And maybe even everybody will get a bit of catharsis watching it. So this is, yes, Django is a slave. He uh, finds uh, someone who helps him become not a slave and to fight back and to find his love. Played by Olivia Pope. (laughs) Carrie Washington so Django Unchained again we are mixing and matching here so that you can go from one movie to another and feel like you're getting a whole panoply of voices and, and looks at topics that are either right on the money or tangential that's good I want to go to a movie that is, you can watch with the whole family, and it stars Denzel Washington, among um, others. It's called The Great Debaters. Now, I don't think I spelled debaters right. Is that how you spell it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Great Debaters is about a, it takes place in, I believe, the 60s. Um, I don't think the 50s. I think it was the 60s. About this debate team. Wait, Forrest Whitaker is in it. Not Denzel. Is Denzel in it? It's Denzel. Mm-hmm. Denzel. Isn't yep. Forrest Whitaker in it? He plays the I dad? Yeah, maybe. But He plays know, the Den- dad. 
Yeah. Denzel Denzel's the, the lead guy. He's, he's yeah. the one. Okay, so basically you have this team of African-American students who are very bright, as m- most are. <laughs> I mean, come on. And um, exceptionally bright. And they are on a debate team. And Denzel Washington's character teaches them how to debate and prepares them to debate the famous, um, one of the top notch, shall we say, Ivy League schools mm-hmm. that wins debates. I mean, it's just ridiculous how many times they win debates. But the issue is the racial tension and backdrop behind these handful of kids trying to get to the debate. Trying to get, you know, make their way, make their way through the debates. And I mean, everything from discounting them to trying to get them not to be in the entry, but it's really some great speeches. You know, your kids will be enthused and you might find yourself being enthused, but there is a specific speech towards the end that one of the debaters makes in the end that is poignant and couldn't be more relative, rele- relevant to what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's exceptional. So the great debaters, we wanted to put something in here for the family. Everybody can watch it. Um, I think it's a good pick. Yeah. It is in 1935, actually. 35? Oh, God. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Forrest Whitaker exactly is the father there. He's the father of the, yeah. Yeah. And this was directed by Denzel. I believe, was it his directorial debut? No, no, because his one with Viola Davis crying. When we first met Viola Davis, that was his first one. Okay. Now, I'm going to Fruitvale Station. I knew you were. Uh, this is right on the money. Yeah, it is. Um, now, this is about something that really happened in the Bay Area. Uh, this is Michael B. Jordan's best performance, period. Best performance. Um, and what you see at the end of the movie is the actual footage of what happened. So this is a tough watch. I'm gonna say that right now. And it is about Oscar Grant. Yeah. Um, so that's it's, what I'll say, but it, it is excellent. Uh, directed Ryan, by Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. Yeah. So this is the first movie that the two of them did together, Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. Um, I, I, I suspect that a lot of people haven't seen this one, Ref. And I would say you should certainly watch it it is certainly worth it it couldn't be i couldn't agree with you more with that i want to move on to um i'm just gonna dip really quickly into the tv realm Mm -hmm. i have to say that you put this on your list but i'm gonna steal it from you because i was absolutely i don't even i can't even i have a i had a physical reaction when i saw the night of Mm -hmm. from hbo it's a limited series, so it's not like you're committing to, you know, um, 23 episodes of anything. It's a limited series that was based on a series from England, but it was about the incriminating injustices that the judi- judicial system has with people of color and specifically Rikers and the New York judicial system Mm. and we watch how a very you know an interesting young man who is extremely smart goes through this process and it is heartbreaking 
the amount of incompetency that that system has. Now, no, this isn't based on an actual story, but it's based on stories. Mm. Um, I, it is one of the best, in my opinion, things HBO has put on their platform, hands down. Yeah. One of the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, great performances on top of that. So it's not like, you, oh, just watch it for its content. You will be moved by the performances. Mm-hmm. But um, I You'll really be screaming think... out. At yeah, the you will. I even did it. I mean, you can look to, you can listen to our review. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was screaming out lawyer in every language I knew. Now, the night of great Let's flip it a bit here, ref, for TV. Let's go to Wu-Tang and American Saga. Now, y'all know what this is about. Do they? Well, <laughs> it's about so. Wu-Tang. <laughs> it's about Wu-Tang. It is on Hulu. Um, it is co-produced by RZA. Um, and to me, it was what I wanted it to be, but I didn't even know I wanted it to be what it was. And of course we get the story of Wu-Tang, but we also get the story of the neighborhood from which they came, from which their music came. So you understand that. So it is certainly very relevant to what's going on here, but it's also something that'll help you to branch out a bit and enjoy what's going on. Now, is this for kids? I wouldn't say so. But if they're teenagers, it's probably good. So teenagers and up, and we do see brutality in the show we do see that that is a part of it but again it's it's really painting the picture of a whole uh micro society that uh this was uh when it really hadn't exploded all the way into the mainstream so it's it's just interesting to see what it was then and then to reflect on what it is now wow that's good um i am just oh my gosh okay I have to switch it up because, you know, people are emailing me and texting right now. I have to, I have to, um, talk about one more TV show that I debated on. Actually, the critic talked me into putting it on here, but we have to talk about, talk about Rectify. I know I talked about Rectify all the time on Sundays. I know, I know. And I don't even know if you can watch it on Sundance right now. I don't know where it is. Maybe Netflix. I don't know. You may have to buy it. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is. When you look at it on the surface, you're going to go, why am I watching this white man? You know, like I thought this was about, you know, I thought this was about me educating myself with the African-American experience. And it is. There is a specific storyline of a cellmate. No, no, I'm sorry. He's not a cellmate. He's, he, he's next door because they're in individual cells on death row. What do they call it? They called it, is it Death Row? They called it something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's Death Row. Um, it is the most heartbreaking. First of all, the performance from this young man was amazing, but it talks about how the difference between the two men and how one man who happened to be white had a family fighting for him and the other man who happened to be black, and maybe he did it, maybe. I'm not going to give that away. Mm-hmm. Was, well... I can't give that away. Something, he has a very different path. And to listen to his story and to see the friendship between those two people, one fate, one's fate is one way, the other's is another, is heartbreaking. Yeah. 
and it happens way more often than we think. Rectify is not only going to give you great writing. Rectify is just good anyway. That storyline alone, I have to recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the actor who plays, you know, the the um, the the guy who's also on Death Row with the lead character, um, Johnny Ray Gill. He's also in Underground. Don't forget that show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's now, an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely. Um, and by the way, Rectify is on Netflix. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Yep, it is on Netflix. Now, I just got to say this one because I have to. I know. I American know. Crime Story. I know. I knew it. <laughs> the People versus Orenthal James Simpson. Uh oh. Watch it again. Why? <laughs> because you get every single thing and more. That's why. Is it relevant to now? Oh yeah, obviously. But do you get more than that? Yes. Do you get entertainment? Yes. Do you get great performances? Yes. Sterling K. Brown came to our attention here. Sarah mm-hmm. Paulson once again knocks it out of the park. Okay. You have Nathan Lane just enjoying himself. Okay. And you have some performances that we can't call good, but their performances. Uh, what well, you know? What that's good. I I didn't even mind that it was bad acting because it was so entertaining. So this is a, this was a conversation started. We know when it aired on FX, it is still available now. I'm sure Hulu has it because that's where everything from FX is. You just got to see this, and I have seen it more than once. That's why I'm saying watch it again. Don't be afraid and watch it with somebody else or somebody yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, I think that's good. I have to go classic right now. Um, I'm going to pair these. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, no. I have to go classic because we're not going to get through this whole list. Just by the way, we're just going to call them out. But these are the ones that we wanted to pull out for you. I'm not going to go classic. I'm going to go hardcore. You can't talk about the African-American experience in this country unless you talk about slavery. And I am going to pair these two. For the movie, it's 12 Years a Slave. I know you don't want to watch it. I know you're gonna, you're trying to avoid it. I know you don't want to see anybody flogged. I know you don't want to see somebody sitting their feces. I know you don't want to see, as a white person, you don't want to see this white man be, and woman, be the most treacherous, you know, humans. I know you don't, but you have to look at it. You have to look at it to see why. Mm. And the care that Plan B as well as your boy director Steve McQueen McQueen took in this. Now Steve McQueen is not an African American. He is um, a black Englishman from England, from UK. I don't know where he is, where he's from, but somewhere in the UK. It was interesting to see his take on this because it was not, I'm not gonna say it was objective, but the way it was shot definitely wasn't, it wasn't emotionless. I don't know what to call it. It was just, look at it. Yes. Well, just, you don't have to sensationalize it. This is it. Yeah. It's not, it, it's, a, it's a lot of wide shots. He refused to do um, close-ups. I'm going to, and, and, and of course, that's when we found out about Lupita and mm-hmm. she won her Oscar. So if you're like, oh, I love Lupita, you can watch that. Yeah. Um, but it's a hard watch because Michael Fassbender Really, I had to work hard to get over that performance mm. from him. I want to pair that with the TV show Roots. Mm-hmm. And you already mentioned Alex Haley's book that is excellent. And it, it really should be a standard. But the reason why I'm pairing these two is 
is because Roots is something that you can watch with your family. Yeah, it's dated. Yeah, it's from the 70s. Yeah, you may not, like, who is this actor? I don't recognize anybody. Still important because it, 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 it dives to, it dive, it tries, it doesn't try, it does address the journey of the African to America and then what it's like to be here um, being enslaved yeah. in this country and the brutality of that. But it's it was on national television, so it's not, you're not going to have quite the gruesome display that you did with, or that you do with 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave, probably not for the family because there, I will say there are some rape scenes I'm just going to put it out there. I would not even the 14-year-old. I wouldn't. Unless, I mean, it's up to you parents. But certainly 18 and over, watch it. Have the hard conversation. Roots is a great companion piece. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, for 12 Years a Slave, if we're talking about seeing the Black experience in all of these myriad versions... The thing about that as well, if you're not black, and also for black people is, this man was free at the beginning and of the movie. That's exactly what, yep. So we can all check ourselves and understand what in the world would happen to me if that occurred. Mm-hmm. You're free now. What if you all of a sudden are not? So I think that that's something that'll click uh, regardless of what your experience is. And you uh, know what? I'm glad you said that because that's why it was objective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This was through a free man's eye, not through a person who had been enslaved and then got captured and went back to be enslaved. I think that I just realized that. Exactly. And I'm saying that because I'm going to branch out a bit to help some people, maybe something you've seen, but now see it through a different lens. So for the movie, I'll pair as well as you did, Ref. Mm -hmm. I'll mention Network. Network is not about the Black experience, but it is about media and people being fed up. And I'll ask you if you watch Network, which is a classic from the 70s, okay? You can't find a better movie. I will tell you, go watch it. This is yes when we have, I'm mad as you know what, and I'm not going to take it anymore. That line, people yelling it out. So watch this and then think about if that were a black man, what would have happened? Who's in that? Oh, Faye Dunaway's in it. All kinds of people are in this movie. I mean, this is a classic network. So really, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you should just watch it. It's a definite classic from 1976, A Wonderful Year, for reasons that will go unnamed. Yes. Um, and it is uh, directed by Sidney Lumet. I mean, come on. Patty Chayefsky wrote the script. And uh, not only Faye Dunaway, William Holden is in it, Peter Finch, Robert Duvall, Ned Beatty. So, you know, when you see this, it is about the media, which is relevant right now. Yeah. And it is about people trying to say enough is enough. But when you look at it from the prism of where we stand right now, it might be interesting. A TV show that might be interesting as well, something we talk about a lot, Ref, is The Good Fight. Mm-hmm. Now, this is told from all kinds of perspectives. So it's a great show to watch now if you haven't started because you get all kinds of voices. And the question is, which voice is really the one that you want to follow? Which one is making the points that are actually salient? Or maybe... Mm. it's a whole bunch of them. 
Mm. So this is a show where, look, the Kings are having a lot of fun. CBS All Access. CBS All Access. But every now and then you might have to check yourself as you're listening to what certain people have to say and how they say it. And sometimes you get all perspectives without knowing it. I'm going to pair, because um, we're getting down to the wire, we don't want to make this too incredibly long. No. So I'm going to pair a couple of these together, and I think that it is something that you should definitely watch. Um, and you can watch these, you know, just sort of wrap them together. I want to talk about A Time to Kill. Mm. Now, you're thinking, that John Grisham? Isn't that a John Grisham book? Yeah, yes. it is. It is, and it's also a movie. And this, you know, you've got your famous, you know, Samuel Bullock, Matthew McConaughey, but you also have um, Samuel L. Jackson, who, in my opinion, this is one of his strongest performances. One mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. I, t- I, when I was a teacher, I would show the closing arguments of this movie. Now, what is it about? Very briefly, it's about a lawyer who gets a question from someone he, quote, calls a friend. No, I'll back it up. It's about a little girl walking Mm -hmm. home. She's walking home and a truck goes by of grown men. This little girl's nine, eight. Cutest little girl, cutest little girl. The truck, Kiefer Sutherland, of course. Um, <laughs> he was going through a racist stint for a second, uh, playing racist. Yeah. Um, the truck goes by, truck stops, turns around, little girl gets nervous. Hmm, very hmm. familiar. They get out of the truck. They do things that I can't even talk about on this podcast to her. I can't even say those words. I, I don't even want to think about it. Unmentionable, disgusting things. The little girl somehow half dead peed. I I won't go in that. Mm -hmm. Her father finds out mother, family. What would you do as a father if that happened to your baby? What would you do? And that's what this is about. A time to kill. And The little girl, by the way, is black. And the men who assaulted her are white. Now, do they show those scenes in this? No, this is John Grisham. This is, you know, movie. But those two closing arguments, when you see the result of Samuel L. Jackson's action, actions, um, Matthew McConaughey, there's a scene between them. um, And I'm sorry, I don't mean to belabor this. There's a scene between them in the the night before, I'm not going to give it away, but he gives Samuel Jackson gives the reason why he would have a white man defend him, and it's shocking the answer. You weren't ready for the answer, and then by the time you hear Matthew McConaughey's closing uh, argument, it's shocking because he says something that's real. And I remember, I wasn't in the theater to watch this, but I remember it was talked about. Because mm-hmm. when he says what he says, it's very poignant about what's happening in America right now. 
if your family can't handle that, then let's go to another courtroom drama to kill a mockingbird. Now, most of you say, well, I read the book. The book is excellent. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. Because now it's kind of the same, not the same issue, but this time a black man is being accused of rape in the South during a time where he had no shot, all white jury. What does that lawyer do? What kind of stand does he take? And it's through the eyes of a child, which makes it so interesting. The eyes of his daughter. So I would pair those two together. One, you can certainly watch with your whole family. A Time to Kill, I would say, you can correct me, critic. I would say your 14-year-old could watch A Time to Kill. It, there's going to be strong language, and there's also going to be strong descriptions. Mm-hmm. But it's John. It's you. Know, it, it's tall. It, it. I think you can have a 14 year old watch. Yeah, I saw it in the movies. I wasn't that much older than 14. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, also, just so you know, To Kill a Mockingbird was Robert Duvall's first movie. Now. Yes, isn't that funny? It is. I'm going to do a pairing as well because we're going to wrap this up. Um, I'm going to mention some other Spike Lee movies. Do the right thing. Hello. You can't, I, I thought you would end with that. So yes, you've got to talk about it. Fight the Power, Radio Raheem, Spike Lee is hot in Brooklyn. Okay. This is, it, it really is a, a, an authentic look into uh, that Brooklyn neighborhood. Samuel Jackson is in it, being the DJ. This is, one of the best Spike Lee movies, my top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do the right thing, of course. Malcolm X, as you said, and Jungle Fever. Th- that's my top three. I mean, if you've seen it, watch it again. If you haven't, watch it. Watch this. Rosie Perez's opening. We see this. It is not just about now. It feels. It still feels like now. Mm-hmm. That's the brilliance of it. And then, if you want even more Spike Lee bamboozle. Now, this is Spike Lee holding nothing back. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine? <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, this is a satire, of course, and it stings. All right. So you have uh, Damon Wayans. You have Jada Pinkett Smith in it. You have all kinds of people. You have, uh, you know, Savion Glover, Tommy Davidson. And they deal with media like I was talking about with uh, for net Network. But they also deal with all kinds of things. And people are called out sometimes by name. Mm. So if you're in that kind of mood, there you go. And then if we flip it to TV, a different world. Now in a different world, you're going, what different world? Isn't it about high school students? Yeah. I mean, I mean college students? Yes. It's yes. it's the precursor to Gronish, meaning Gronish is kind of birthed out of that. Yeah. But they deal with all kinds of issues, mm-hmm. including later on when we got to the Rodney uh, King riots, right. yeah. they took it on. And this show changed after season one once they brought in um, Debbie Allen to be the showrunner. So please keep that in mind. And this is one of the best comedies TV has produced. Yeah, for sure. And it shows you, if you don't know, what it's like to be educated and black. Yeah, there you go. 
there you go. Um, to, just to wrap it up, we're not going to go through all these. I'm going to mention them by name. I think you can pair these together because these are the recent offerings that you can probably find on Netflix right now, meaning they were just in theaters in the last three years. We're going to um, highlight Mudbound, which is very specific to Southern racism during um, during the... Uh, I don't know, maybe 50s, 60s. Uh, very difficult watch. Also, a challenging watch is... Um, uh, everybody's seen Get Out. But if you look at Get Out based on what probably was a result and not what was intended, does that make sense? Because it, I think mm-hmm. it was kind of a... Con- it was supposed to be something and then it turned into something else. Mm-hmm. But Get Out... It should be available. Dear White People is out there. That's relatively maybe the last four or five years, maybe. It's also a TV show, but I think the movie is a little more focused, I'll say. Yes. The Hate You Give, which is very, very recent. You can take a look at that. I think your teens will like that. There's a lot of um, very familiar faces, Amandala specifically. And then I'm going to end it with, and you can give me, you can give us your quick rundown i'm gonna end it with um if beale street could talk now that is um barry jenkins latest film and it didn't do quite as well as moonlight but that doesn't mean you shouldn't watch it because it's beautiful but it's based on james baldwin's novel um if beale street could talk and it's about wrongful accusations and incarceration of a black man and how many times do we have to see that story and you'll see the result of that really quickly, some docs that you could check out. And again, Critic, you can end it with the rest. Um, 13th, which the Critic and I got a chance to see the premiere of that at the New York Film Festival some years ago. Ava DuVernay attacking the incarcerations, the the mass incarceration of African-American men in this country. It is a marvel to watch. It's shocking. Um, some of the stuff that you will already know, but some of the stuff you may not know. And then um, Finding Your Roots, which is on PBS that you can watch, is um, the, uh, I, it's, it's lighter. But I do want you to pay attention. It's, it just takes a bunch of celebrities and um, it finds their roots using all these documents. But what's interesting to me critic is the fact that every time a black celebrity gets on it only goes so far it stops at slavery why i think that's interesting mm. uh yeah some other ones boys in the hood i mean hello so the late great john singleton's film uh, ice cube announced himself as an actor in this cuba gooding jr nia long lawrence fishburne and angela bassett oh yes oh yes and we know the tragedy that happens toward the end of that movie and that really just explodes. Yeah. So you can watch that. Speaking of exploding as well, Mississippi burning, going into the South. And look, we have Gene Hackman and, and uh, others here uh, like fighting to stop racism in Mississippi in the past. Gene Hackman, come on, stop. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. <laughs> now, similarly, in the heat of the night, the movie. Now, think, yeah, the movie. If you think of that TV show, the movie, Sydney Poitier, 
okay? Watch that. If you haven't seen the movie, watch that. Now, I'm also going to go a little off track here. Snowpiercer. Now, you might be going, what? What is it about? Hmm? It's about certain people who are not treated well, not respected, not even seen as human, going, wait a minute, you will see me. I will fight back. I will fight my way to the front. Now, there's the movie, and then there's the TV show that's going on right now on TNT. I would start at the movie. Speaking of TV, Watchmen. Oh, my God. Deals with the Tulsa riots, or the um, pillaging of that town. That's right. And Wait, did we give it away? Whoops. Well, not no. really. No, 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 we didn't. Yeah, and and even tangentially, Black Wall Street, all of that. Mm -hmm. So what happens here and how can you have this comic book twist on it? Or I should say graphic novel, novel don't come after me. And then there's also Atlanta. We've, Atlanta will be back <laughs> probably next year because of what's going on right now, but it's coming back sometime soon. And just go back and watch it, FX, it's on Hulu. You can watch it there and see the comments there because what an interesting show this is that delves into these issues in a way that no one else can. And then the last thing that we do wanna pull in, and I'll add one more thing to it, is another doc, I Am Not Your Negro, narrated by Sam Jackson. Oh. So this, uh, we mentioned before, if Beale Street could talk, so if you're interested in not something fictional, but an interesting look at this kind of uh, situation that we find ourselves in, that's directed by Raul Peck. Uh, James, James Baldwin. Mm -hmm. James Baldwin wrote it, and Raul Peck, of course, wrote some stuff and edited uh, his, his words. So it's just a really, it's a very artistic look at this, at something that, hey, it's true. And I also do want to say, to wrap it up for me, anything that Spike Lee has done that is a documentary, you can watch it. You have Four Little Girls, you have When the Levees Broke, and so on. That is bristling work that you'll never forget. I just love his doc work. I really do. This is um, our, it's what we can do here at Why Watch That. We're doing other things personally, but as far as why watch that, this is why you watch it. And so now you have some resources. There are many more out there. We didn't even touch on a lot of these things, but this is a place where you can start. You could take a look at uh, the complete list on our website. Um, most of these are available to you either for purchase, to rent, or to stream. But the fact of the matter is, America is hurting. And some of America's members are hurting. And you're asking, what can I do? Try this. Just try it.